Oh, I got a call from, aside from mayors and governors, the biggest celebrity he'd ever even met. It was from Juan Marcos. Juan Marcos was the star center fielder for the Baltimore Orioles. He was so good, so good. But like a lot of baseball players, he was very superstitious. He had a certain routine, and he just believed that if he followed his certain routine just right, he would win. And if he deviated from his routine, it'd throw him off his game. He wouldn't have a good game. Baseball's a very mental game that way. And Juan Marcos had a problem. He said, Ollie, Ollie, my lucky pillowcase is gone. I said, your lucky pillowcase is gone? I said, yeah. I sleep on the same pillowcase all throughout the season. It's a, it's, a, it's a lucky one. It's a really nice one. It's made of this incredibly soft and smooth wool. And I, I wash it once a week. And I bring it everywhere. Shh. Shh. And I bring it everywhere with me where I go. And I need it to win, Ollie. I need it to win. I said, all right, all right, all right. I can, I can help. Great. Can you come to my house this afternoon? I said, yeah, sure. I mean, is it here in Baltimore? I said, yeah, yeah, I'm downtown. So I went to the address, and he was excited because he's a pretty big baseball fan, Ollie. Shh. And um, he'd seen Juan Marcos play. And he's a really good hitter and a good fielder and seemed like a real stand-up guy. So I was excited to meet him and see his house. We got there. It was this big, beautiful townhouse. Kind of downtown a little bit in Mount Vernon. And he'd taken an old an old townhouse that had been split up into apartments. And he converted it back into a single house. And he had his family there. He had a wife and some kids. And his brother lived there and his grandma lived there. It's a big house, there's plenty of room for all of them. Uh, so I said, yeah, so, um, you know, I went to wash it like I normally do, once a week. Uh, you know, that varies a little bit if I'm traveling, but, uh, you know, I wash it usually here and usually once a week. And yeah, so I've taken it off my pillow and I put it with some other sheets and my lucky t-shirt, and three pairs of my lucky socks. I said, all right. And then I just toss it down the laundry chute like I always do. And you know, I went down about an hour later, down to the laundry room, which is in the basement. And you know, I just did the laundry like normal. You know, I just loaded everything in from the basket and put in the detergent and you know, set it going. And then I came down oh, I don't know, like two hours later and switched it over to the dryer and everything seemed fine. Just tossed everything over. And then with that one, because it's wool, I, I tumble dry it only for 15 minutes and then, I, and then I line dry it for the rest of the time. So I set a timer for 15 minutes and it came down and I went to look for it. And I can usually find it, no problem, but it just, it's, it just wasn't there. 
And I searched through the whole lot. I took every piece out one by one, which I don't normally have to do. And it, just, it wasn't there, Holly. I, I don't know where it disappeared. But I need, I need, need my lucky pillowcase. I said, yeah, I, mean, I, I understand. Well, um, I guess it could have been a thief. He said, yeah, I mean, I've talked about my lucky pillowcase in you know, media interviews and stuff, so I'm worried that some crazy fan snuck in and swiped it. I said, well, what makes you think it might have been a crazy fan? He said, well, I mean, it's a nice neighborhood, and, you know, the, the neighbors around here know me, so I don't always keep everything locked in the middle of the afternoon anyway. But we were all upstairs because... We were we were we, you know, we were just watching uh, our favorite stand-up comedian had put out a new special, and uh, so all of us were up there. There's a TV room on the second floor that we all use, and we were all watching, watching him. It was Jim Gaffigan, and it just came out last night. And this was the time that we all had. We all this is like a thing we do together. We all you know watch stand-up comedians. It's a whole thing, and so I know that we were all upstairs. And the downstairs, especially the back door, I know that was unlocked. So somebody could have come in then. I said, all right, all right, that's a possibility. Um, okay, what else do you know? I said, well, I mean, nothing else was taken. My lucky socks, all six pairs were there. Uh, everything else that I put in there was, was still there. Uh, so that was the weird part, you know. But uh, that was the lucky pillowcase I had just talked about it on the radio. I said, all right, all right. Well, let's go, let's start off right now. Let's search around on the internet for sports memorabilia. I said, yeah, sure, you can use my computer there. It's all plugged in, there's no password. So all I started looking around on some of the sites that he knew where people bought and sold sports memorabilia, special things from sports players and teams. And there was a bunch of stuff on there. There were gloves and bats and cleats and jerseys and even underwear and socks and things you wouldn't expect. Uh, yeah, yeah. Underwear? Underwear, yeah. There was just about everything I, a collector, even a crazy collector might want, was on there. But what he didn't find was any listing for a pillowcase of, of any kind and not Juan Marcos's uh, pillowcase. I looked around some other sites, some just common sites like Craigslist and eBay. I searched for everything that might involve Juan Marcos or involve a pillowcase. There's plenty of Juan Marcos stuff. And there was some person claiming to have a pair of Juan Marcos's lucky socks. All he asked him about it, he said, oh yeah, I mean that, I'm sad that he's selling it, but yeah, there was this kid, oh maybe five years ago, and he asked me what my secret was, and I said I had lots of secrets. And he asked if he could know one of them, and I said that I've got these lucky socks. And he asked what the deal with them was, and so I explained that I've got this one special brand of socks that I get. And I've got a whole routine with them, and that makes them one of my lucky socks. I've got several pairs at any given time. And as we were talking, I agreed to give the kid a pair of my lucky socks. You know, he's a nice kid. And, yeah, so that's, those are probably real. Um, I'm annoyed that the kid's selling them, but I guess that's that's fine. 
said, all right, well, maybe that kid's the first person to check then. I started doing some digging. He looked at the listing to the socks, the person who had put it up, I mean. And it was indeed somebody who was 15 five years ago, so they were 20 now. And they had lived in Baltimore. <clears throat> All I found them on Facebook and on Twitter. And they weren't heavy into sports memorabilia, but they were heavy into sports betting. So I thought, oh, okay. I can see a pattern here. This guy gets into betting on sports, loses a lot of money, needs to make some quick cash, so he sells the lucky socks he got from Juan Marcos, but that's not enough. So he uh, decides to go and uh, get some more Juan Marcos stuff. So I started, you know, figuring out where this person lived. I thought, before I do that, I should give him a call, ask about these socks. So I called him up. There's a number listed there on the listing. I said, hey, I'm interested in your Juan Marcos socks. I'm a big Juan Marcos fan. And he said, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got them from Juan Marcos himself. And they come with a little, like, signature thing. I mean, I have them in a little display case, a little picture frame type thing uh, with a card that that Juan signed for me, signed for me. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's up on an auction site, but, you know, last I looked, the highest bid was 130 so, you know, if somebody showed up at my house with cash and 150 bucks, I could let it go for that. I said, all right, all right. Um... I have cash and I'm willing to pay that. What's the address? So he got the address from this person. All right, I'll be there in an hour and a half. I said, okay, I mean, you know, if the price goes up between now and then, I'll have to up my price too, so no one brings some extra cash, but, uh, but uh, yeah, I'll see you soon. So I went and told Juan Marcos. He'd made that call from Juan Marcos's living room. He said, hey, so I got a lead. This kid who's selling your socks, is giving me his address. I was thinking about going and snooping around, see if I can find out if this, you know, if he's got other stuff that he's hawking. I said, okay, yeah, yeah, cool, man. Um, is there anything else that we should follow up? I said, well, I've got an hour and a half. I've only got about, another, it only takes about 20 minutes to get there from here. I checked the maps. Especially if, you know, one if somebody can drive me over there. And one of his brother said, yeah, I can drive you. Yeah, I've got nothing going this afternoon. I'm happy to help. I said, cool, cool. So, yeah, it should only take about 20 minutes to get there, and I've got an hour and a half. So I thought I might look around here, too. I said, sure, sure. So I started looking. First thing he did was he checked inside the laundry machine. Because sometimes some stuff can get stuck in some weird places. Went through all the obvious weird places like the filter and the gasket, nothing there. And even opened up the inside a little bit so we could crawl in there and take a look, but nothing. Then he checked the dryer. Similarly, he checked the lint filter and the gaskets between the different parts of the drum, nothing. I looked really carefully at the, the, uh, the vent 
could imagine something like a pillowcase getting sucked up in an event that wasn't working right. But there was a grating on there, and it was bolted on tight. Well, I couldn't shift it. So there's no way that a pillowcase could slip through the grating. Well, I was just about ready to go, ready to leave and go with Juan's brother to this guy's house. When he looked up, and there he saw the laundry chute. He thought, well, hold your horses here. He went up to Juan Marcus and said, so you said you tossed all the laundry into the chute. You live, where, where's your bedroom? I said, oh, uh, I'm up on the fourth floor. Yeah, my family's up on the... We have the fourth and fifth floor. Let me... Can we go up there? I said, sure, sure. So you're sure that you put it down the laundry chute? I said, yeah. Yeah, I put it down the laundry chute first, and then the other stuff went after after I stretched the bed and put my lucky socks down there. So I didn't put them all down at once on the chute. The, the pillowcase went first, then the sheets, and the socks, and then I also put some towels down there. I thought, all right, and, and, and everything appeared down at the bottom. Said, oh, well, yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, the towels definitely did, but I pretty much just set the towels aside and then tossed everything else into the washer. I don't usually, like, stop and investigate every item as I'm putting it in. I just kind of grab a handful. So I guess I can't be sure when exactly it disappeared. It could have disappeared before the laundry cycle. I said, all right, I need a flashlight. I said, uh, sure. Yeah, I have one here. Yeah, I have one here in my nightstand. Uh, yeah. Click, click. Yeah, it's working. Here you go. So I took the flashlight. I said, now I need you to show me your laundry chute. I said, oh, yeah, yeah, sure. It's, uh, come with me. And Juan led all the way down the hallway. I said, yeah, it's just here. And there's a little flap in the wall, kind of like a cat door. And inside was an aluminum chute, or maybe steel, I don't know. Probably steel. Probably galvanized steel. I said, all right, I'm going in. Juan said, what? I said, yeah, one of the advantages of being an octopus is I can fit in all kinds of weird places. I can climb in all sorts of weird things. I said, okay. Uh, make sure you have time to get to this dude's house, though. I said, yeah, yeah, no, this will take me just a minute. So I grabbed the flashlight with one tentacle, and climbed his way in with all the rest of them, and squished his way through. And I could see, looking down, that there were several entrances to the laundry chute, but that it pretty much went straight down. It didn't hit, before he turned the flashlight on, he could see a little bit of light down at the bottom that must have been the laundry room. And you could see two other lights uh, from the other two floors that the laundry chute had entrances from, he guessed. And he clicked on the flashlight and pointed it down. And it was very shiny inside because it was a steel, galvanized steel duct square. Even though the hole was round, the duct itself was square. So he started looking down and looking around. It's a little bit hard to see, so he started climbing down. The light was bouncing all over the place. But as he got down between the second and first floor, he noticed something. 
still obscured by all the reflection, but there's a little bit of a shadow in one corner. Ollie went over there. And there, stuck to a little piece, a little, little rough edge of sheet metal, was, Ollie was pretty sure, a pillowcase. He very carefully picked it up because he didn't want to tear it. He took a look at it, and there was a tiny little hole from where the pillowcase had fallen down the chute and gotten caught on a little piece of sheet metal. 101 chance that this had caught on it. So, he climbed back up and said, Juan, you still there? He said, yeah, you all right in there? I've never seen somebody climb down a laundry chute before. I said, well, no, yeah, you shouldn't, but, uh, you know, I'm an octopus. i got some special skills. And I've got good news. We don't have to go out to this dude's house. I have your pillowcase. And he pulled the pillowcase out, and Juan was so excited. He said, dude, dude, you found it. It was, it was in the laundry chute? I said, yeah, I got stuck on a little piece of sheet metal that had come out. I said, oh, oh, that's not good. I'm surprised nothing else got caught before. I said, maybe it has. You know, usually you're tossing stuff down there a couple times a day. Maybe stuff usually gets knocked down. I said, oh, man, I just noticed it. Not that you mention it, rather. I have been getting a lot of weird holes in my clothes. Oh, no. Is my lucky pillowcase torn? I said, there's a little hole. But I bet if you take it to a tailor, they can fix it. Ollie, you don't know how much this means to me, man. I says, well, yeah, I have some idea, but um, let me do something, one more thing for you. You got a hammer? I said, a hammer? I said, yeah, I had a look at that spot where the sheet metal's coming apart, and I can bang it back in, make, make this problem go away permanently. I said, oh, Ollie, you don't have to do that, man. You're not like a contractor. You're a private eye. I said, nah, you ain't going to find a contractor who can crawl into your laundry chute. But you got me here. Just give me a hammer, I'll take care of it. Ollie, you're a, ch you're a champ, you're a pal. Oh man, I'm so glad I called you. And he gave his pillowcase a big hug and gave Ollie a hammer. And Ollie climbed down there and pounded the rough edge back in. Climbed back up. And Juan said, dude, I'm so grateful. You fixed my house and you found my lucky pillowcase. This next victory is going out to you. And you know what? Anytime you want tickets, you just give me a call. I said, all right, I'll do that. It's a game tonight? I said, yeah, it's a game tonight. You want to come? I said, I'd love to. And that was the case of the missing pillowcase.